Hi guys and welcome back uh, to this next episode of the Emphatic Fanatics. It's your host again, Jordan. Uh, I'm hosting the pod. Uh, but this week we've actually got our original host and Theo. He's back. Um, so Theo, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing good, guys. Uh, glad to be back. Yeah. And we've also got Luca, uh, our other normal guest, or oh. not a guest, but our, uh, our original podcast enthusiast on um so yeah so the reason i'm introducing uh, today's pod again is because we're talking about about man united um so man united they've uh, had a good season uh, getting champions league this year and we're going to delve into a bit about uh, them and a bit about how they can grow as a team for the upcoming season and in, in their performance and under the leadership of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, and Theo wanted me to to do the pod uh, as he's also partially a Man United fan as well so has a soft spot for them but we've not only got Theo to talk about, about Man United we've actually got a guest on um, and that guest is uh, our friend Daniel Clark. Daniel how are you doing mate? I'm not bad Jordan. That's good good to, good to hear from you and good to have you on the pod. Uh, so you. yeah, so just starting with you, Daniel. Um, since you're our main Man United man, uh, <laughs> we're gonna see how did you get into Man United and and what's how did you fall in love with the Red Devils? Um, I don't really remember too much to be honest with you. It was really? yeah. it was um, probably about this was just about 2005 that sort of period. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like just sort of thought like I kind of really fancy getting into football yeah you can't really you can't really just sort of go along being a neutral forever sort of thing no you've got to pick a team and that's the thing Man United were a great team then under Salt's yeah. leadership so yeah good good team to go for um so who were some of the players that you you liked growing up then and who would you would you say your favorite players really definitely Ruud van Nistelrooy Ruud van Nistelrooy I remember yeah. Ruud van Nistelrooy just being yeah, he was a cracking, fantastic striker. Cracking striker, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I, I think Ruud van Nistelrooy doesn't get enough credit as a as a Man United mm. legend. He's a, he was a cracking player. Um, obviously Rooney was coming through at that time as well. Uh, so he got a lot of the plaudits. But yeah. van Nistelrooy, I was a fantastic striker, and probably yeah. some of the one of the best strikers in the Premier League at the time. Um, so yeah, definitely. And Theo, also talking about yourself, um, how did you get into Man United? How how did you start following them a bit? Uh, Man United, um, my dad's always had a, a bit of a soft spot for Man United. So growing up, we would always kind of watch Man United games. Um, and I just, I just loved, I loved the, the spine of the team, really. Um, and I just always felt like the players who played for Man United, they, they always, it was as if they always wanted to play for them. They, they kind of, it was kind of, it felt like a team even from day one. I know it sounds a bit strange to say. But um, I just thought I just fell in love with Man United, really, in the way they played. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. You've got a, you also like Birmingham. You said obviously you've said in the past, you, you, Birmingham's your main team. But Man United, you've had a soft spot for. I think that's the thing with Man United that they had a great team under Sir Alex Ferguson, and I think you can really see, as you said, obviously they had the team chemistry there as well. Obviously, a lot of players coming through the youth academy: Gary Neville, um, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes. David Beckham, uh, a lot of host of players coming through, um, but they also had some talent players, obviously Cristiano Ronaldo as well, um, and many talents that Man United, have, Man United have had. But since after Sir Alex, it's it's kind of been a bit of a downhill um, slope for Man United, and they've they've really dropped off, to say the least. They've dropped off from what they were, winning countless Premier Leagues, 
so so again, what what's your opinions of of their downfall? I'll, I'll go to Luca first. What what do you make of Man United, and um, why do you think they took such a such a fall after Sir Alex? Um, I think part of it is because of David Moyes immediately after Ferguson mm. uh, had such big hopes for him and just didn't didn't perform, and then a sequence of I mean, Van Hal, he did okay, but it, nobody could really replicate Alex Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, but now getting into to the Solskjaer era, who knows what, what he's going to do? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing. We've, we've seen with Solskjaer, it's, it, they're, they're getting back to, to where they are. But, but going back to, obviously, David Moyes, uh, Theo, how, how did that not work out? Why do you think that didn't work out with David Moyes? There's a number of reasons with, with David Moyes. First of all, David Moyes' appointment was uh, wrong. Sir Alex Ferguson obviously was retiring. He selected David Moyes, maybe because he was Scottish also. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't feel as if there was a real proper process mm-hmm. involved. It was kind of, yeah, Ferguson says this, let's get Moyes in charge. Now, David Moyes beforehand as an Everton manager, he did a decent job at Everton. You know, he's a solid club. But I think Moyes proved with his spell at Everton that maybe he deserved a a chance at a bigger club, but not at the Mm -hmm. Premier League champions. And then the problem with Moyes was he wasn't backed in the the transfer window. Mm -hmm. I think his only main signing was, um, I think he signed Fellaini. Mm -hmm. And then in January, he he got Juan Mata. And there's so many players United missed that summer. They missed um, Tony Cruz. Mm -hmm. They had a deal agreed with um, with Cruz. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich yeah. But because of the fact that he didn't 100% want to play under David Moyes, he went elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the same with Thiago as well. So Moyes wasn't backed. And also, I agree, I believe, sorry, that Moyes wasn't given enough time. Mm-hmm. But I just think there was a number of errors with David Moyes from getting the job to being in charge to them being mm-hmm. sacked, really. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. I, I remember David Moyes... Um, after it was after the Sunderland game in the in the League Cup, so I was I was watching the game and remember, it just looked dishevelled uh, after that loss. And I think that was the thing, and I, I do think Moyes, he probably deserved a bit more time, uh, but yeah, it kind of it kind of fell off, fell fell off for him uh, afterwards. And after Man United, it, it didn't get any better. But Daniel, do you, do you think he should have been given more time, David Moyes? And if he got the back, and do you think he could have been a successful United manager? I don't know if more time would have really been the answer to be honest with you mm. um, I agree with Theo and, and Luca really but um, especially about the signings the signings were really poor that season mm-hmm. but um, I think as well like you factor in the, obviously Sir Alex left and that's obviously a massive void to fill mm-hmm. but then on top of that the uh, the team that was left behind really yeah. needed a lot of work done it to was. it yeah. Yeah, so definitely. it wasn't just the fact that the signings were poor it was the fact that the team the original team was just... Yeah. I, you still can't believe that they won the league, to be honest with you. <laughs> if it wasn't for Van Persie, I think they would have yeah. not have been anywhere near it. So Definitely, definitely. Because I remember he scored... How, how many goals did he score that season, Van Persie? It was almost like... Was it high 20s or something? Quite so a lot. Quite a lot. He obviously too. scored that fantastic volley against... Yeah, Bale, I remember so. that, that that volley. That's what I remember from him. But um, yeah, he, he was definitely... A, a real uh, play, a player that really uh, guided United to that trophy, I think, because um, City could have easily um, have had that trophy uh, if it wasn't. Some memorable Van moments that season, let me tell you. <laughs> memorable, single-handedly, mm-hmm. RVP. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was that was incredible, absolutely incredible. Definitely, definitely. Well, after David Moyes, there was obviously in came Louis Van Gaal. Uh, so obviously Louis Van Gaal, a lot of signings he actually made. I counted how many signings, and I think it was near enough eleven to twelve that he had signed um, in terms of signings. So yeah, he came in, uh, brought in the likes of De Maria, Luke Shaw, Andrew Herrera. Um, to name a few, uh, also the loan signing of Radamel Falcao as well. So we remember Radamel Falcao's time in the Premier League. It, it didn't go uh, to plan really. But what what didn't work for Louis Van Gaal and and why didn't why did it not work out at United? He did win the FA Cup, so they, he did get some silverware for United. But was it his style? Uh, you think, Daniel? Do you think his style didn't come across at United and? Do you think he should have been, obviously, with winning the FA Cup, do you think he should have been kept on for another season? I wouldn't say it was a total surprise, but it was quite swift because I remember we won the FA Cup and mm-hmm. then, like, an hour later, it was announced that Mourinho was taking over. So yeah. it was very quick. So mm-hmm. I feel like he didn't quite deserve that sort of mm-hmm. yeah. out-the-door sort of thing. But definitely, again, I think we were quite fortunate to win the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. I think I think just his he just seemed really rigid his tactics and mm. yeah sort of didn't really want to change even when it wasn't working yeah mm. I think that's the thing I think with Van Gaal he's he's always had that kind of stru- he's he's had a bit of structure in his team usually I think defensively obviously that he's he's had good defenses in the past he's managed likes of Barcelona teams of the uh, Bayern Munich in the past as well so he's always managed at the top level so I don't know why it didn't really work out he brought in good players like Anthony Martial in his second season as well and had a young young kid coming through so yeah I think I think maybe he could have had another season at United uh, and I think it may have been a bit swift but as you said Daniel it didn't really work out uh, there uh, so Theo what's your opinions on, on Van Gaal and as well do you think he was a decent United manager and yeah what what was your opinions? Yeah, I think I think Van Gaal did did a good job at Man United. I really do. Um, the United board panicked and got rid of him because Man City got Guardiola and they missed out on Guardiola and they thought, yeah. right, let's get Mourinho. And unfortunately, the Mourinho move pushed United back a number of years. Yeah. Um, Van Gaal was actually building something at United, and he um, obviously won the FA Cup. But what people don't realise is Van Gaal. What he did with that Man United team and what he did with some of the players. For example, uh, I remember in a crucial game away at Wolfsburg, uh, which United lost 3 2 in the Champions League, he played a back four of Varela, McNair, Evans, and Cameron Borthwick Jackson. Now, obviously, a lot of those players haven't, That's an gone, interesting on choice. Do, haven't gone on to do very much. But what Van Hal brought to United was a sense of um, the importance of United's young players. Mm-hmm. Van Gaal gave Rashford his chance. Lingard broke through under Van Gaal. Martial was looking a good player under Van Gaal. So Van Gaal did quite a lot for Man United. The signings, yeah, they, they didn't really work. Um, a lot of that, in my opinion, has to go down to the players. But you look at the players that did work under Van Gaal. You've got Dali Blind. What a servant he was for the club. And he was one of the worst decisions to sell him. And the Herrera. Herrera was awesome for Man United. Yeah, he was um, a good player. Martial as well. So I think Van Gaal did a good job. It's just, it was, Guardiola was coming to Man City. Yeah. You know, it, the problem with Man United is because of what happened with Moyes, United wanted quick results. 
and they weren't prepared to give Van Hal any more time. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Obviously, Guardiola came in sitting. He's gone on to do amazing. Now, we, we all knew that Guardiola would do really well at Man City. So that did probably push Man United to go and bring in a character like Jose Mourinho. So, Luca, going to you in terms of Mourinho, uh, do you think that was the right choice for United? And how did that affect them as a club, uh, bringing in a character uh, of, of Jose Mourinho? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, it was sort of a... Not really impulse, but it was it was sort of one of them where, as as Theo was saying, City have got Guardiola, so now the United board are thinking, oh, we need a big name for, mm-hmm. to, you know, get the get the fans excited almost. But I don't know. I I just think that Mourinho and the type of manager he is, um, although he did he, he didn't do a bad job by any means at United, but I just don't think he suited suited them at that time to be honest with you yeah definitely there was a lot of confrontations I remember that one with Paul Pogba as well there was a lot of confrontation with Paul Pogba so that's probably part of the reason but he had also the park bus style of football as well he he didn't really bring that attack and drive that I think Man United fans uh, crave for and I think that's that's the thing with uh, Mourinho he's he's always had wanted a solid defence but I remember he was he was asking for players I think uh, was it Koulibaly and players like that he wanted to sign so do you think he was given the backing in terms of signings Daniel in terms of the signings Mourinho got uh, do you think he does he he needed more support I mean he definitely was backed because I mean he obviously got Pogba for like what was it 90 million or something like that broker transfer record and I think mm-hmm. it was that same summer we got Mkhitaryan, yeah, yeah, uh, Bai, and then obviously Ibrahimovic, who was uh-huh. obviously very good in that one season that Ibra was there, mm-hmm. but um, albeit for I think he was free free transfer, wasn't he? But mm-hmm. you could tell he wasn't happy when he left. He wanted more defenders coming in, more centre backs, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I think he just gradually got disgruntled with not being given what he wanted yeah. there and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you think, Theo, do you think if, if Mourinho was given them signings, do you think uh, Man United could have pushed on uh, under his leadership? No, ab- absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Mourinho managed to finish uh, second with Man United. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I don't... Dan, Daniel's uh, correct exactly what he, what he said. Um, but from my personal point of view, I, I just don't see how Mourinho can even possibly be disgruntled about Man United. They gave him everything. The board gave him everything. They backed him with Lukaku. And I think he realised halfway through, oh, actually, I really didn't want him. I want someone else. You can't do that. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mourinho overachieved at Man United big time. Mm. And yeah. I think we're beginning to fully understand that now with his, obviously, performance as Spurs manager. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. It's, it's kind of telling at Spurs as well. The same problems are cropping up for him with uh, like what happened with Pogba and, and Tangaya and Dumbelli as well. He's having confrontations with him. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Mourinho uh, and Tot- at, at Tottenham Hotspur because I think if the same things happen again, I think he could end up with, out with a job again uh, in, in, in the next couple of seasons, maybe. Uh, anyway, on to, on to his successor, uh, who's, on, who's gone on to do really well, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, so, your opinion uh, first, uh, Daniel, on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, do you think he's really made the position his own as, as manager of Man United? Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, midway through this season, it was looking 
sketchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, there was a, a large sort of crowd basically saying we're not sure anymore um, mm-hmm. to the point even where there were people saying that they think he should be sacked. But mm-hmm. I think it just shows that if you do have that bit, bit of faith, bit of time, mm-hmm. um, you can turn things around. And I think that, I think if you look at Van Hal, uh, maybe not David Moyes, but if you look at Van Hal mm-hmm. and Jose Mourinho, as we've already said, they were really well backed in the transfer windows. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't matter how well backed you are, you've got to make the right signings. And definitely. it definitely seems like Scar's trying to do that. And obviously, he just seems to understand the how the club works. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, he's he was a player there also, so yeah, he's he's he definitely has that Man United DNA in him. And yeah, he's brought in good signings: uh, Adam Wambasaka, uh, Harry Maguire, um, and Dan James as well. And also Bruno Fernandez, who came in in January as well. So uh, some really good signings. What I've found different between the managers, though, is obviously Solskjaer. He's maybe not been as backed as much as the other ones. But what I think Man United's done well is they've got a structure. They've gone for a player. They've looked at a player and they've got them. They've got that player. Instead of going for, say, 11 players, they've gone for four or around that number. So they're going for less numbers and actually the player they want. For example, obviously Bruno Fernandes, we we knew they were after him for about a year and a half, I think. And then they finally got him. So in terms of signings, Theo, do you think the board are making the right signings for Solskjaer? They're making the right signings for him and to, pro- to progress as a manager. Yeah, the, the signings have been absolutely fantastic. Um, the signings this season have been have been brilliant. Um, Solskjaer's done really well this season and I do think a bit of that is down to the players that have been brought in. Mm-hmm. Because one thing Solskjaer's done, done well and just what with what you were saying, the board have also given him the power to get rid of players. Mm-hmm. And Solskjaer's obviously cleared out players who are not necessarily bad players, but who don't fit in with the, the team environment. Definitely. And the signing of Wan-Bissaka, obviously a young English player, Harry Maguire, a captain and a leader, mm-hmm. uh, Dan James, and obviously Bruno Fernandes. These are perfect signings for Man United. And before United have bought players who maybe they, they bought superstars, sort of thing. But United have always been a team who buy players on the verge of superstars and that's what these players are and that's why I think these have been so impressive and they've worked so well at Man United because they don't see Man United as the where they are at Man United as they've made it. They see them as a, a team that can make them even better. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I think that's the thing that they're, they're buying players, they're not buying players that are in uh, the total prime of their career or even past their career obviously we've seen the likes of signings of Zlatan Mkhitaryan Pogba that Mourinho signed and also the players that likes of Di Maria uh, that Van Hal signed we're seeing young players young English players such as Wan-Bissaka and Dan James as being obviously Welsh as well um, so they're signing these kind of players do you think that's the right model Luca for Man United to go in do you think signing young hungry players players to look to improve in their careers I think so yeah I mean um, they can the young players that they're bringing in can look at Mason Greenwood, Rashford, Lingard players that have come through the academy, and, and they can take comfort in in seeing that they United they always do put just like uh, Van Hal they put faith in youth. Mm-hmm. So I think I I think that's a good good direction to go. Definitely, I think I think that's the way they should go, and obviously under someone like Solskjaer, who I think is a good man manager. I think that's clear to see. 
whether he's a man that's going to win loads of trophies for United, he's good with the team that he's got and he's good at building a good structure, I think, uh, at Man United. Going on to a bit about the board, though, and Ed Woodward, do you think that's the right man behind Solskjaer? Do you think that's the right choice, uh, Daniel? Because there was a lot of, lot of talk of replacing Woodward. A lot of fans wanted him out at one point. But do you think he deserves more time now with bringing in Solskjaer as the manager? Um, I don't think he's the right man in the in that role. Mm-hmm. I think he is far better doing the sort of commercial things before. Mm. Yeah. So I do think that a, a sporting director would mm. help greatly. But I mean, so far it's going okay. But I think it could be taken to that next level. Yeah, definitely could be improved. Um, yeah, I think as well like. You were mentioning there about some fans, and it was a, it was a bit appalling really to see that they sort of tra- some of them trashed his house. Oh really? Um, I didn't actually see that. I think that was just be- when things were going really bad, just before Christmas. So I think, yeah, yes, I think he he's not the right man, mm-hmm. and we do need a sporting director. But at the same time, I think there's no point in labelling someone out for abuse like yeah. that because it's yeah. just not good for the club. No, it's, de- it's definitely not a good image uh, to do that. For- I think it's it's fine to protest in a way that's respectful, but to be vandalising and, and doing things like that, it's, it's not bringing any credit to the club. So, yeah. But in terms of, you said, obviously, you think you should bring a sporting director. Theo, do, do you think if anyone that could come in as that sporting director, is there anyone that really stands out for you? I mean, you know, there's been a few names that have floated around, like Ariel Ferdinand, <laughs> Or um, exactly your response is my response yeah, to it. Yeah, it's a bit um, I mean, to be on, to be honest, if if you were to bring anyone in, maybe someone like Edwin Van Bissar, who's done quite mm-hmm. a good job at, at Ajax. Mm-hmm. I would personally, I, I I agree with Daniel. I think at the moment with what's going on, I don't think it is a necessity. I mm-hmm. think at the moment, why upset the apple cart, so to speak? Mm-hmm. But Edwin Van Bissar, you've got to have someone who not just loves the club but knows how to be in a football environment. Mm-hmm. Because you could have someone like Patrice Evra, who loves Man United, who loves football, mm-hmm. but will he necessarily be able mm-hmm. to do a physical job that he's actually meant to do, rather yeah. than just sit there and go, I love football, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's it's one of them, but yeah. Van der Sar would be a good show, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think that as well. I think Van der Sar, you can see how Ajax are growing as a club. Um, they're not just... These the small team from from the Netherlands. They're, well, obviously, they're they've got that history there, but they're they're actually making strides in the Champions League and bringing in uh, a lot of young talent, uh, young Dutch talent, um, and the likes of De Ligt and De, um, uh, De Jong as well. So they're bringing a lot of young lads coming through uh, their academy, and yeah, it's done really well uh, with them. So yeah, going on to the main team though, into the first team, uh, we'll we'll dive into this a bit more. I think I've got, I've got a list a list of the players' names here, but we'll go into detail a few of them, and for a few few of the others, uh, we'll just say whether you'd like to keep them um, at Man United or whether you'd just like to sell. Uh, so a straight answer. But one of the main talking points for Man United next season is the goalkeeping position and David de Gea's spot at United. Firstly, David de Gea. Um, He's he's had a decent actually season. He's got thirteen clean sheets this season for United, so he's not had a bad year at all. Uh, considering the top goalkeeper and Ederson's only got fifteen uh, clean sheets this clean sheets this season, so he's not had a bad season. But has made a couple of howlers. I remember that one against Watford, especially um, where he where he pammed it into the net pretty much. 
yeah, he's, he's had some moments this season that, that have put question marks over his position. And uh, a goalkeeper that's at Sheffield United, and Dean Henderson, who's on, lo- or on loan at Sheffield United, is due to be back at Man United next season. So uh, going into this, this topic about De Gea and Henderson, who should be the number one? Uh, Daniel, what's your, what's your opinion of the goalkeeping position and who should be the number one for Man United? I think it is a difficult one because De Gea, he's been my favourite player for many years now mm. and he's in some cases you know, won so many points for United across different seasons and as you say like the record the goal, the clean sheet record this season is actually very good for United mm-hmm. but it could have been that much better had De Gea been at his A level sort of thing because mm-hmm. he's just letting too many howlers and goals that you'd expect even average sort of goalkeepers to save so yeah definitely but I don't know with that one I, if, if De Gea goes I think you have to sort of wish him well mm-hmm. and see how they do with Dean Henderson, assuming yeah. that's who they bring in. Mm-hmm. But if the club feels like they need Dean Henderson now, or or sorry, if, they, if they'd rather stick with De Gea, mm-hmm. then I'd be happy to see how that goes for at least one more season. Yeah, I think the only problem you're going to have is if you keep David De Gea, that m- might mean that Henderson, one, he could go out on loan, but I think he'll be looking for a move elsewhere a permanent move elsewhere so he can settle and be a number one at another club. But Theo, what's your opinion on Dean Henderson? And do you think he can make that step up uh, to be the number one goalkeeper at United? I'm not sure on Dean Henderson at the moment. We, what we have to remember is he, he is a young lad. Mm-hmm. He's only 23. And I did see something in the paper uh, the other day, which was, I can't remember who was saying it, but they said they, they believe that Dean Henderson spent another two years on loan at Sheffield United say then that would be a better a better grounding. So I wouldn't I wouldn't throw Dean Henderson in straight away. Um, because they did kind of the same to De Gea when he was twenty three. They threw him straight away and he was pretty poor for his first two seasons. I personally think the man who should start for Man United is is the, the number the number two at the moment, mm. which is Sergio Romero. Um Sergio Romero has been nothing but reliable for Man United. Mm. In some of the games they've been playing against weaker opposition, true, but some of the saves he's made, his distribution is outstanding. He's a very, very, very good keeper, far too good to be a backup. Um, so I, I'd be tempted to give Romero a chance as number right. one. Obviously, I'm thinking he'll play the Europa League games, the remaining ones anyway, but I'd give him a chance. But just to agree with Dan, if United did turn around and, and said, you know what, the hey, you're going to have another season, then he deserves another season for his loyalty mm. to the club, to be honest. Definitely. He's, he's, he's a decent keeper. And I think De Gea, we've got to remember, De Gea's a decent keeper. And yeah, as, as you said... It, world he, class. World, world class. class. World class. So I'll, I'll put that on him. That he's world class. Uh, he's, he's, well, he, has, he was world class, I would say. But um, whether he still is, is, is debatable. But um, yeah, he's, he's a good keeper nonetheless. And as you said, throwing, throwing De Gea when he was in as a youngster didn't go so well for him and maybe Henderson does need a few more years to, to develop as a goalkeeper but Luca do you think he could go out on loan Dean Henderson or do you think that he would want a move if, if he wasn't given that first yeah. first spot at United I think I think he, he would he should be able to go back on loan what what I don't want to happen is because obviously Henderson's English as well it's mm-hmm. almost what happened with Pickford where everyone sort of hyped him up a bit mm-hmm. too much and now he's sort of been Pickford's a good keeper, but he's he's sort of not 
not as as good as everyone talked him up to be. Yeah. So that's that's my only fear with Henderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think um, I remember watching Jordan Pickford at Sunderland when he was a young young keeper coming through. He was a good keeper. He made a lot of got good saves. But it was that relegation season, and I think that did take a hit on him. Went to Everton, and yeah, he's done okay. I think he's done okay. But again, maybe not to everyone's expectations um, as as England number one as well. So yeah. So in terms of goalkeepers, uh, are we going to stick with the hair? Then do you think uh, if we, if we were the Man United board, would we stick with the hair? Uh, I'll I'll say up to you. Would you would you stick with the hair, Dan? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, stick with the hair. Theo, would you would you go for him as well? I'm not sure, but I think I, w- I wouldn't mind if they stuck with the hair. Right, yeah. And Luca, you, would you say stick with him then? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, stick. so we'll stick with the hair and we'll keep him at the club. Uh, um, do you think we'll loan out Dean Henderson then? Do you think giving him another loan out to maybe Sheffield United? Or, or do you, would you keep him as the number two then? So Dan, would you would you keep him as number two or would you would you like to see him loaned out? I would... If if the option's available to loan him, then yeah, I would I would loan yeah. him out again yeah. and just see what he's made of for one more season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, but, definitely. But yeah, going back to De Gea, I think he's he's definitely earned it. Mm-hmm. at least um, one more stay. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Theo, you were you were shaking your head to that um, idea. Was it the loan or was it keep him as the number two? Were you shaking your head? I'd sell him. Did you I'd sell? sell him? Yeah, yeah, I had Chelsea are after are having a look at him. I'd mm. sell him. I think you get thirty plus million for him. Keepers, there's so many young keepers coming through, and also keepers. Also, it's like if you compare, for example, Dean Henderson to Juan Luigi Donnarumma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather have Don Donnarumma in charge, and with De Gea as well. De Gea's only thirty, mm-hmm. so if De Gea refines his form, he's got five, six years easy. So for Dean Henderson's sake, I wouldn't stay at Man United. Yeah, no. Well, if they don't trust you this yeah. season, they're not going to trust you at all. Mm, mm, definitely, definitely. That, that that's that's a fair comment. Luca, would you would you then loan him out then? And who do you think he could go to? I think I think loaning him out would be a good idea because then you can you can sort of gauge if he if he would be a good mm-hmm. sort of kid. Because obviously now uh, he's obviously as Theo said he's young, but you give him a few more seasons on loan at maybe Sheffield, maybe a sort of yeah. mid-table team in the Prem, best 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 league in the world. And then if he continues to show show that he's he's worth it, then then why not get him in the first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. I, I personally would make him my number one, and I would sell De Gea. But um, we're keeping De Gea. Uh, so and Dan Luca have said uh, to loan him back out. So we'll loan Dean Henderson. We'll keep Romero as our backup for the for the next season. Uh, and there's also the talk of Lee Grant, um, but I think everyone wouldn't mind seeing the back of Lee Grant. So I think, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just sell Lee Grant because <laughs> um, I don't think he needs to be at the club any longer uh, than he needs to be. Anyway, on to defenders. So obviously we've got uh, Harry Maguire at centre-back um, as the captain of the club, so he's definitely going to be staying. But who's going to partner alongside him? Is there going to be a signing or is it going to be Victor Lindelof? Dan, what's your opinion of the of the centre back positions um, at uh, Man United, um, I think that it's kind of a, an interesting one. The the centre backs, I think, as you say, Harry Maguire is not going anywhere, and I think he's been a brilliant signing. Mm-hmm. But I think as well, like obviously Harry Maguire is the, the sort of star man, if you will, at centre mm-hmm. back. But Lindelof's been really quite good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's I was watching the game the other day against Leicester and he was actually he was the best man on the pitch for United. So I think that it would be quite harsh to, if you will, ditch Lindelof mm-hmm. and bring in someone new. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think that they need some cover mm-hmm. um, for sure. that position. Mm-hmm. And there's so many centre-backs that need to go. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Well, we'll go into a few of those centre-backs, but uh, Victor Lindelof, I think he's done a, a decent job at United. Would, would you agree with that, Theo? Would you st- do you think Lindelof's done a good job as a Man United centre-back? Yeah, absolutely. Lindelof's done, done a very good job as a Man United centre-back. I think uh, I, I agree with Dan. I watched Lindelof on Sunday and he was fantastic. He kept tabs with Jamie Vardy. Interestingly, when United played PSG in that Champions League game, the, the famous double leg that they won. Lindelof had Mbappe in his back pocket. He was really, really good. With Lindelof, he's either brilliant or he's pretty poor. There's no in-between with him. And the thing is, I like Lindelof. And one could argue that Lindelof would be unlucky, like Fred, to lose his place in the Man United team. But I do feel United... Lindelof... I don't think Lindelof can get any better than a great player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's world-class... And I think United definitely need a world-class centre-back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Luca, do you think uh, who do you think in terms of world-class centre-backs? Do you think there is someone that can come in and do a job? Yeah, I think Koulibaly. Uh, I think he should have been brought in a while ago. I think Koulibaly and Maguire at the back would be a quality uh, two-centre-back partnership. Yeah, I think Koulibaly is a good player, but the old, he is getting older. But I think... Personally, I, th- I think if you've got Harry Maguire there, does it undermine him as a, as a captain and as the main main leader on the pitch? Do you think that undermines a captain if you bring in a, a quality centre-back as Koulibaly? What's your opinion of Koulibaly, Dan? Do you think? Um, I, I mean, Koulibaly's been spoken about for years and mm-hmm. rightly so because he's one of the best centre-backs in the world. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Harry Maguire is going to be too upset to be working alongside someone of that quality. Mm. but I don't know how much it would cost to bring him in. That's the thing. And mm. I think it's definitely an area that could do with uh, being upgraded centre-back, mm-hmm. but whether or not they're willing to spend that much alongside mm-hmm. maybe some other areas in the pitch yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I would look at a slightly younger player. Um, I was thinking Presnel Kimpembe um, at PSG. He's, he's a good centre-back. Um, had a so been a solid player for, for PSG for a while um, and I do think he could be a good player. Um, I also looked at the French League, uh, a player from Stade Rennes um, who, who they've had a really good season. A, a younger player, probably not the player that, that Man United would be craving for, um, but I was looking at a lad called Joris Gangon. Um, he's, he's a good 23-year-old Ivory Coast international. He's made some good tackle numbers, 0.9 tackles per match, 1.2 interceptions. He's strong, he's physical, um, he's got good block numbers, one per match. He's also winning 3.3 aerial, or three aerial duels, sorry, um, and 3.3 clearances as well. So he's he's had a good season and maybe a player that Man United could bring in as a centre-back. But yeah, I think I think that's that's a good shout personally. But Theo, if, can you think of anyone else that instead of Koulibaly, do you think Koulibaly should be the main man or is there any other players that you could think of? Um, I like Koulibaly. Um, Koulibaly, to be fair, is my number one. Um, I think United should have gone for Matthias De Ligt in the in the summer, yeah. but you know that that is is what it is. I just like to mention just you, you've mentioned a couple of players there mm-hmm. who you know that they are rising stars. Mm-hmm. The problem is United either going by a world class defender 
or they don't bother because there's no point buying a young player or a rising star when you've got Lindelof as a yeah, backup true. and you've got Axel Twanzeeb. So you either go and spend 80, 90 million on Koulibaly, who mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of Koulibaly and he is good. He's really, really good. And I'd, I'd like Koulibaly if I'm United. Yeah. But it just comes down to if, if, you, if United aren't willing to go out and spend big money on a world-class centre-back, because there's not many available at the moment, to be honest, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't bother. Because as Dan said, there's bigger areas on the pitch that need strengthening. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, that's, 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 a, that's a fair comment to say. So I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll say Lindelof. I think it's pretty obvious that we're going to keep him around. Uh, but there's another centre-back that I just want to have a quick word on is, is Eric Bailly. Um, he's had a lot of injury worries um, over over his Man United career. Do you think it's it's done at Man United? Luca, what's your opinion of Bailly? Do you think he should be sold? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's had the injuries, um, which hasn't been very helpful for his career but mm-hmm. I think um, you've got Maguire now you've got Twanzibi uh, Lindelof and then if they do bring in another centre-back I don't think he's got much chance of playing maybe a few cup games here and there but if he wants to play week in week out he should move yeah yeah definitely and Dan would you would you sell by um, do you think that's the right choice uh, yeah I'd agree with that I think if if United do go for someone like Koulibaly it's obviously going to cost them Mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions so yeah. um, any sort of funding they can generate themselves yeah, will help. and obviously like I say they've got way too many centre-backs so yeah. the further you fall down that pecking order yeah mm-hmm. you should yeah. go yeah definitely definitely and Theo you, you were pretty much in agreement, I presume uh, sell Eric by he's a massive liability uh, to the team he, he, I never feel comfortable when he's on the pitch or anywhere near the ball he doesn't do anything simple it's best just getting rid of him. He's he's, yeah. he's not lived up to expectation. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, there's another player I think is pretty obvious, Phil Jones. I think uh, if <laughs> I see everyone laughing about Phil Jones, and I think he's got a comical face and he's a comical defender to say the least. Um, Dan, what's your opinion on Phil Jones? Do you, do you think he should be sold? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he should be allowed near the the pitch. To be honest, yeah. not no. even in the changing room. I don't think he should no. even be in the changing room of Man United. Exactly. Oh, no, I yeah. think. It's surprising how long he's actually been there, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, in all credit to Phil Jones, he's had some good games in the past, but <laughs> it's definitely behind him now. Yeah, definitely. I think I think there's more bad games than good, though. When you can, yeah. all you can remember is more bad games than good, and that's never a good sign for your career. Um, I think uh, Theo and Luca, you're pretty much in agreement that we'll, we'll sell Phil Jones. Uh, so yeah, if if we were the Man United board, I think we'd, we'd be selling him as well. Chris Smalling as well, another interesting one. He's on. He's been on loan, had a good season at Roma, um, and I think he will be going probably back to Roma. Um, so I think I think I think if um, I think we had, if we had the choice, would would we would we keep him around or would you sell him, get some money in? What's your opinion, boys? Do you think do you think you'd sell uh, Smalling? Yeah, I, I think to be honest, Chris Smalling has been a good servant for the club, but I think just for the benefit of both club and player, it's best just to move on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, he's had a really, he's had a really good season this season, and he's always been a decent centre back. But mm-hmm. I think it's best just to to move on both yeah. parties. Yeah, and as Dan said earlier, getting some funding for for a player that's uh, to to bring in another centre back, uh, you'll get 
maybe 20 million for Smolin, so it's it's not a bad bit of money to bring in as well. Marcus Rojo, I think, is the same. I think um, if you can get him out of the club as well, another interesting signing by Louis van Gaal. Yeah, uh, I think definitely a player that needs to be sold. Um, I think Diego Dalot as well, I think he, he might stay at the club as a backup right back uh, to Adam Wambasaka, so I think he'll stay at the club. I think that's pretty obvious. But going on to this interesting topic, Luke Shaw and left back. Do you think it's it, it's time up for Luke Shaw, Dan? Uh, do you think do you think it's time to look at a new left back to to, to be bringing into United as, as the main left back? Do you think it's time up for Shaw? I think Luke Shaw. I think it's probably been the season that he's probably had the most games for United. Obviously, he had that horrific leg break a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's definitely not had a, an easy journey at United. But I would say. I don't think it's the area of the pitch that we really need to focus our spending on. Mm-hmm. There's talk about like getting Ben Chilwell from Leicester. Mm-hmm. Quite yeah. a few clubs interested in him, so I would be surprised if we got him, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I don't think I would be desperate for a signing in that area, mm. to be honest with you. That's fair enough. Uh, Theo, would, would you think uh, Shaw's time's up, or w- what's your opinion on on Luke Shaw? Do you think he deserves more time? No, Luke Shaw's time's up at Man United. Um, he, he's he's just an average Premier League fullback. Mm. He doesn't. I think now in in football, you need world class fullbacks, and Luke mm. Shaw, he defends okay and he attacks okay, but he doesn't bring the fear factor to Man United mm. um, to, to that sort of attack. He's had plenty of opportunities. He was so unlucky with that injury, the leg break at PSV, because he started that season so well. And he's done yeah. okay this season. But yeah. I just think with another player we're probably going to go out and talk about, that player at, what, 19 years of age is already better, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and already more valuable than Luke Shaw. But I definitely think United could do with getting rid of Shaw and getting a new left-back in. Mm. Is, is there any uh, names that come to mind? Do you think of anyone that... that there's there's a couple. Out? Yeah, just two two really. Um, Nicholas Tag- Taglafica, mm. um, he's a solid player. Um, no, we wouldn't have been in this mess if we had have kept Ali Blind as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Alex Grimaldo from Benfica. Um, those are two full-backs who wouldn't break the bank, probably cost around £25 million. Um, and they would partner well they would probably swap uh, with um, Brandon Williams mm, definitely definitely and uh, look I just don't want to talk about, about, about Brandon Williams do you think Brandon Williams could step up to be a Man United uh, the main left back at United uh, yeah he, 100% yeah definitely I think, um, um, I think also it would keep on the narrative of putting faith in the, the young players which mm-hmm. is good for United um, and yeah he's shown Shown that he wants to play, so why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's a good left back and could definitely grow. I do agree with Theo personally. I, I would bring in someone. Um, just that I think I would give Brandon Williams more game time um, in the cup competitions and in the Premier League as well. Um, whilst Man United are now in the Champions League, so they can they're going to need a, a, a number of players to to fill in at times. And I think Brandon Williams probably needs a bit more time. I I, I personally would go for Grimaldo. Um, out of the two options that that Theo mentioned, so definitely a left back I'd look at. Um, but Dan, would you would you go for Tagliafico or Grimaldo? Uh, who who would you look at if out of the two, who would you personally go for? They're both good players, um, so I think either of them is is definitely a good option. Whether or not you'd bring them in and you'd find that they'd be happy to 
sort of share so many games with Brandon Williams. Mm. I don't know because they are still quality players, those two. Yeah. But I would out of those two, I would probably agree with you. I'd probably say Grimaldo. Yeah, Alejandro Grimaldo. Yeah, tell you what, that's what we'll go for. But we'll, I think we'll sell Luke Shaw. Um, I think his time's probably up at United and uh, probably needs to move on. We'll keep Brandon Williams as a backup and we'll bring in Alejandro Grimaldo then as our, as our uh, starting left-back at Man United. So Alejandro Grimaldo, you're getting signs, mate. <laughs> that's fine. So we'll 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 go we'll go on to talk about well there's a couple of more players Axel Twinsaby I think we'll keep him around at the club but there's another player Timothy Fosumensa would would we sell Timothy Fosumensa as well is is his time up at United just a straight answer would you sell him Dan uh, if the offer comes in I guess yeah. so I was quite surprised when he played again recently so mm, but yeah yeah, yeah. that uh, Theo would you would you sell um, uh, Timothy Foster Mensa, or do you think he needs to be given an, another chance at United? Easy utility player. He's got one year left on his contract. I'd probably mm-hmm. just, if as Dan said, offer comes in. Yeah, if not, nah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He's yeah. unimportant. That's, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no offense to him. Definitely, I think I think it's pretty obvious that I think I would sell t- Timothy Foster Mensa. You can get a good offer, I think, from maybe a Championship club. He's played at and um, likes it. Was it Crystal Palace? He was on loan at was it? And Fulham. Um, I, I think, think Leeds would be a good club for him actually Leeds yeah Leeds, Leeds coming yeah. up the, the, they could bring him in maybe that might be a good sign a place for him to go but yeah I think that's the thing um, we'll see how it, how it goes for his career anyway on to the midfield and the main talking point in Paul Pogba um, so Paul Pogba is one of Man United's most expensive players um, and yeah has, has a lot of um, critics around so yeah and is it is it the right time to for him to move on? Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to say with Paul Pogba. He's, he's one of those players that he stands out quite a lot um, and does a lot of work, but could you bring someone else to replace him? Who knows? I think maybe you could bring in someone. But Dan, what's your opinion of Pogba? And do you think, do you think he needs to be kept around? Or what's your opinion of Pogba? I, I like Pogba. I think, I think he has, as you say, he's had a lot of critics. And I think... This season in particular, it's been really quite harsh, to be honest, because he's been out for so long, injured, whether or not... I mean, some people have said that that's been even, like mm-hmm. uh, stretched out a bit further by himself and his agent, but I think he has just genuinely been had a, a rough season with injuries. Mm-hmm. Speaking about his agent, I think his agent doesn't help the situation, and he's uh, often been at odds with yeah. the club. But um, I think as we've seen with the since the start, the restart of the football, Pogba's come back into the team and he's just made Manu a better team mm-hmm. overall. So, and I think as well, I think he's happier at the club. So if he's going to stay and he's happy mm-hmm. to stay, I say keep him. Yeah, keep him around. I think I think that's the thing. I think he, he has done well. Um, he's wanting to work alongside uh, the likes of Bruno Fernandes, uh, who's obviously just joined. And I think they've linked up quite well at United. Theo, obviously, your your opinion on Pogba. Do you think Man United should look for a buy-in club, or or do you think uh, they should keep him around to be in that midfield? Oh yeah, if Paul Pogba stays at Man United, um, absolutely no question about it. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic player, no denying. Obviously, with Fernandez in now and less pressure on his shoulders, um, we're really seeing the real Paul Pogba. And it's to be honest, it's it's been a joy to have Paul Pogba back in the Man United team. It's been it's been brilliant. I mean, he's been awesome 
since the, the uh, resuming of the league. The, the criticism of him has been ridiculous, and it's by one idiot, uh, which is Graham Sunas. I don't know what his problem is, but he but he's he's a joke to be honest. Um, the problem with Paul Pogba was is this agent Mino Ra- Raula. He thinks he is is God almost, and Pogba was not allowed to really play his football because Raul was making all of the decisions for him, saying Pogba's going to do this, Pogba's going to do that. Best thing for Pogba would be to say to his agent, mate, I am in charge here, not you. See you later. But he's not going to do that. No. So I think what Pogba needs to do is Pogba needs to decide for himself, is he going to leave or is he going to stay? And he has to make sure that whatever decision he makes, he backs it. And I don't want to hear any, I wish, you know, I'm thinking of going elsewhere and blah, blah, blah. It's mm-hmm. got to be. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got to make a decision on what he wants in his career because he's still, he's still fairly young. So he's still he got a lot to... yeah, How old? Forget that all I time. think he's 20. Is he in his mid-20s? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 26, but I'm not entirely sure. I'll have a quick look. Um, I don't know. I'm about, if we find out he's about 35. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's that age. Um yeah, but let's have a look. He is 27. He's 27. So uh, he's still in the prime of his career. So still got a long time. But obviously there's them constant links to Real Madrid. Um, Zidane obviously wants him. So do you think if Real Madrid came calling, Luca, do you think Pogba would get his head turned? I think I think there's a, there's a possibility he would. But I, to be honest, I think, I think he should stay at United. I think that bringing in Fernandes has... Has taken like all the emphasis of our oh, Pogba has to carry the team off mm-hmm. of Pogba so he can play more freely now, and we're seeing we're seeing that um, that show good results. So I think I think Pogba should stay. Yeah, definitely. I think I think if you can keep Pogba around and you can keep him happy, definitely. I think you're going to get a good player out of him and good performances. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep Paul Pogba around. On to another player. I think he's out the door already, Juan Mata. Um, he's been a great servant. I think I think we can all agree he's been a really good servant in Man United. Are you sad to see him go, Dan? Do you think Juan Mata, it's a shame the way he's kind of, his, his contract's kind of running out? Do you think? What do you, yeah, what do you I mean, Mata? Mata, as you say, he's been a loyal servant to the club and there's no denying his quality. I think it's a shame, really, that he's come to United, you know, at the sort of, middle wit point of David Moyes' mm-hmm. era yeah. and he's just sort of gone through some of the worst yeah. <laughs> worst years really but Matt has been a player that's always had that sort of spark in him and that can produce a magic moment really but yeah definitely definitely it's a shame it's yeah I think that's a shame to that he's he's gone through this uh, period where Man United have not been at their best um, and it's 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 kind of sad that he's m- going to miss out now on the good times that look like they're go- they're coming ahead um, for, for the club. So, yeah, I think it's going to be sad to see Juan Mata uh, leave the club. But I think he'll have a good career. Hopefully he goes back to Spain, the tail end of his career, uh, maybe Valencia or, or one of those clubs that he, he grew up, obviously grew up at Valencia. So it'd be nice to see him maybe return there. In terms of other players, Jesse Lingard. Would we sell Jesse Lingard, Theo? Would, would you sell Lingard? Do you think it's about time that um, he left Man United? I'd physically drive Lingard to any club in the world that he wanted to join. Lingard is absolutely atrocious. I just want to say on record that about you know two, three seasons ago under Van Hal, etc. Lingard was and Mourinho. Lingard was amazing. Like he was brilliant. 
Mm. He's been a, he's been he's had a solid career, Jesse Lingard, because he burst onto the scene when he was about 22, 23. Mm. But Lingard, what he's doing still at Man United is just ridiculous. I think forget that the fact he scored a tap in on on Sunday. He's been so ineffective this season. It's <laughs> I to be honest, I could have done his job. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And you could have done it for far cheaper as well. You would have, you would have taken half his wages and you could have done that job. Um, I, I do think it's probably time up for Jesse Lingard at Man United. So um, I think we're all in agreement that, that Jesse Lingard needs to, to, to leave the club. So yeah, we'll, we'll sell Jesse Lingard. Another player that I think needs to leave the club. And Luca, I'll get your opinion on this player, Andres Pereira. Do you think his time also is it is uh, come to an end? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um not not that he's a, a bad player, but he, he just doesn't he doesn't really um he's not with the bringing in Bruno Fernandez and mm-hmm. there's talk of Grealish coming in. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd get get any play time, so I think it's time for him to move. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's probably time up for Andres Pereira, and I do think uh, bringing in another either central midfielder or defensive midfielder is the right move uh, to make. Uh, and they're going to need to sign some other players. So I think yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, to sell Andres Pereira if, if we were Man United. In terms of other players, obviously Bruno Fernandes is staying. He's coming in fantastic. We, we don't really need to talk about him too much, but um, he's he's been amazing since he's come in. Dan James is also probably going to be staying at the club. He's been a young midfielder that's come in from uh, Swansea and he's done really well. Probably not going to get lots of game time at Man United, uh, but I, I guess if if he's in and around the club, uh, it's, it's still good for his career and hopefully he can uh, thrive under Solskjaer. Another player that I'd like to just get a quick uh, mention on is Nemanja Matic. Is What's everyone's opinion on Matic and getting that contract? Do you think that was the right choice to give him that contract? Dan, what's your opinion on that? And do you think that was a mistake by United to give him another another contract? No, I think it was a good bit of business to be honest with you. Mm. Um, again, like I say, watching that game on Sunday, I said that Lindelof is the best player on the pitch and he only just outdone Matic, I would say. Mm. Matic, he made one mistake, admittedly, that could have cost us a goal. But as we've seen with quite a few performances this season, Matic was just so good defensively, mm-hmm. and then recycling possession and putting it forward. Mm. Um, he he can make a mistake or two, but he's definitely still got quality in him. And mm. I think it's probably been one of his better seasons this one, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people forget that Matic is. He's a good defender, even though he's getting older. He's maybe he's losing his legs, but he's never going to lose that match intelligence. I think, and I think it was a good thing to keep him around at Man United. Theo, what's your opinion on Matic, and do you think um, it's good to keep him around uh, Man United? Oh, he's absolutely fantastic, Matt. I've been a big fan of uh, Man Matic for a long time. Awesome at Chelsea. He's been awesome for Man United. He's been awesome this season. Fernandez has been one of the big reasons for the revival, but so has the uh, Matic. My opinion, Matic is the reason United don't need a new central defensive midfielder because we've had one all along. And if you look at Fernandinho for Man City, it just proves age doesn't mean anything because Fernandinho is three, four years older than the Manu Matic. But, mm-hmm. you know, you see when City play without Fernandinho, how irreplaceable he is. So I'm, I'm definitely happy Matic is back in the team. Three years is perfect. Um, as a Man United fan, Dana, and um, I'm sure you agree with me on this, that when you see Matic on the team sheet, do you feel a little more comfortable? Mm, yeah, uh, providing, definitely. obviously, Phil Jones isn't at the back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. He, prefer, he, he honestly makes you feel more sort of like, okay, we're, we're more solid in this game. Mm. So, 
I just love the way he controls it. Like when he's on the ball, he just and on the field, he just doesn't look as if he's bothered. He's just sauntering around, mm-hmm. just you know, pushing people. He's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I think he's worth keeping around. But there's another player, obviously Fred. I think he'll stay at the club as well. I don't think Man United will be looking to sell him anytime soon. But is there any other players that um, that you think or any? Sentiment fielders that they should sign. Do you think Grealish is the right choice, or do you think there's anyone else that's that's out there that could make the difference? Uh, Luke, I'll go to you first. Is is there anyone that uh, Man United should be targeting as instead of Grealish? Yeah, I don't think Grealish is the man. Um, that's not just me saying that as a Blues fan. Uh, I just think he's he's overhyped. I think for a central attacking midfielder, maybe someone someone like maybe Todd Cantwell. Um, a young player, I think someone like him, even though Theo doesn't doesn't <laughs> give him the praise he deserves, I think I think he'd be a good shot. Yeah, I would mention him on the Arsenal episode. I remember you mentioned him; he'd be good for Arsenal. But um, I think Man United, I I would look at more a solid player, um, maybe a maybe a def- central midfielder, a defensive someone that's probably sits um, obviously Matic as we said he's a good player and he does make you feel solid but he is getting older so maybe it's someone to fill in his position later on um, might be a, a good shout uh, obviously Arsenal are linked with Thomas Partey I'm not sure if that's the right choice but again Man United could look at a player like him I also thought Sergio Milinkovic-Savic uh, from Lazio I think he's been a good player at Lazio they've, done a, they've had a solid season and getting top four uh, this season in the Serie A. I think he'd be worth uh, a look at if I was at Man United. Uh, Theo, is there any other players that you can think of? Tiago. Tiago, yeah, Tiago. He's also linked with, he'd, he's, he'd be, he's yeah, linked with Liverpool, isn't he? So, yeah, I think, could, do you think Man United could beat the signature um, to, to get Tiago uh, instead of Liverpool getting him? It all depends on game time mm-hmm. um, because I, I don't know if Tiago will be guaranteed game time at Liverpool. Mm. Uh, in the sense as much as he's probably worth. I think he would probably be guaranteed a lot more game time at, at Man United and probably mm. wages could be better. But, I mean, United should have signed Thiago a long, long time ago. Mm. I think he'd be perfect. There, there is obviously another another suggestion of Donny mm. van de Beek as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I would probably go for Thiago because Thiago. Right. He's, he's just awesome. Mm-hmm. So out of those suggestions, Dan, what's your what's your opinion? Who would you look at then out of those suggestions? Or have you got a suggestion yourself? I think they're all good suggestions. I think Thiago is a quality player, but I do mm. think that he's going to get his move to Liverpool. Mm. I think Liverpool are going to snap him up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in terms of a, a CDM, I think as well you've also got McTominay at the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been... Scott. Oh, I forgot. I've got him on the, the, the top of the, the stage as well. Actually, Scott McTominay, but he'll be staying he's, around as well. He'll obviously be staying. He's he's been fantastic this season. Absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. But um, I have uh, seen there's some talk about Milinkovic Savic, and mm-hmm. I mean there's talk about every player under the sun when it's Man United. But mm-hmm. um, as you mentioned, Donny Van de Beek. I think out of those two, I think Sergio Milinkovic Savic would be. An mm-hmm. exciting prospect, but yeah, if they don't get anyone, um, I wouldn't be overly concerned. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I agree with the uh, Theo and Lucas. So I definitely wouldn't sign Grealish. I think it's, mm-hmm. I just don't think it would work. To be honest, mm, yeah, I, I personally think they could do with a central midfielder. I, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, the name suggested, uh, but you you said out of those those options, you'd go for Milinkovic Savic. Dan, you said I would do if he if he was yeah. available. 
Um, I would take him, but yeah. I think Van de Beek, uh, de Beek as well. I think he's also That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, what we'll do is we'll go with Milinkovic Savic. I think uh, out of those options, uh, as you mentioned, he would be your option. And uh, as the guest, we'll give you uh, the the honour of that decision. Um, and I've said it as well. So out of uh, two out of two. Um, so yeah, we'll go with Sergio Milinkovic Savic uh, as another signing for Man United. So on to the forwards. So yeah, so Man United um, are. I've got a good number of forwards uh, coming through the club. I think, uh, as we know, they've got a couple of players that probably need to get rid of, and they probably need to sign maybe one or two players at at United. Uh, they need to sign in the forward line, I should say. But one of those players, Alexis Sanchez, uh, is his time up at United, or or Solskjaer was saying he might get another opportunity. Do you think that would be a good decision from Solskjaer? Um, Luca, I'll go to you first. Do you, do you think that would be a good option uh, to, to give Sanchez another shot? I don't think so, to be honest. Um, he was good at Arsenal, uh, then come to United, yeah. and he just didn't really perform. Uh, he's at he's at Inter now, isn't he? Um, mm, yeah. I, I don't I don't really know if he's if he's doing much there, but I think I think just get rid of him. Mm, yeah, I think I think if you can get a bit of money, it might be worth it. He's on a high wage; that's the only thing. So, uh, Man United might need to work out a payment plan to to pay some of his wages off, uh, as well as going to another club. But uh, Theo, would you would you sell Sanchez? And uh, if if, if they could, yeah, but yeah. I don't think they'll be able to. They don't mm. want a loan, which is quite right. His wages are ridiculous. Mm. If if um, he does come back and they can't sell him, I'd, I'd definitely. See if he can refine his Arsenal form. So if Alexis Sanchez can refine that form, you've got one heck of a player. Mm-hmm. But yeah. realistically, you, you'd want to get rid of him definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think if we can get rid of, it's it's almost like the Mesut Ozil situation that Arsenal have got. Um, I think if you can get a, a plan set out with another club to sell Sanchez, I think that would be a good thing to do is to to let him go. Uh, Dan, I'm sure you're in agreement here. Would you sell Sanchez if you can? Definitely, if you could. I think. He, I've actually seen that he's been playing quite well recently for Inter Milan. Mm, so, yeah. And I think that they're even maybe trying to get him possibly again on loan or maybe even sign him. But mm-hmm. obviously, as Theo said, the wage bill is just massive. So yeah. if if he does come back and we can't sell him or loan him out again, mm-hmm. I say there's definitely going to be chances for him to play. So mm-hmm. yeah. give him give him that shot. But uh, it would definitely be preferable to sell him, get that yeah. wage bill off. Yeah. Well, that's fine. What we'll do is we'll say we can sell him and we'll sell Alexis Sanchez. Uh, on to another player, Anthony Martial. I think it's pretty obvious that we're going to keep Anthony Martial around, but I see Theo shaking his head. Do you not agree with that statement, Theo? Would you sell Martial if you could? Yeah, I'd get rid of Anthony Martial. He's so inconsistent. It's unbelievable. Um, for, for me, having Martial in the team up front um, stopped Rashford from being the player he is and Rashford's a better player than Martial mm. Martial is not a reliable player I think he's he's having a good season he's having a good season this time and he, he looks like he's improving but mm. he only at the moment he, he wants to be a striker but United he's not he's not going to be a world class striker I think Martial's holding Man United back I really do I know it's controversial mm. but I think you can't have Rashford and Martial in the same team uh, in the sense that Rashford, since the lockdown, and Martial being up top, has has looked a shadow of himself. 
Mm, that, that's an interesting statement. Yeah, I I thought I would keep Martial around personally. Um, I do think he's he's a good player to keep around. But I guess if you could get a decent uh, fee for him, uh, yeah, it's maybe worth considering. Look at uh, what's your opinion on Martial? Would do you agree with Theo? Do you think you would sell him or? Uh, I think him? that's a stupid comment to be honest. Martial's he's a, he's a baller. He's insane. Mm. Um, even though he does he is inconsistent at points, uh, he's he drives the defenders. He can. We, we can finesse one top corner. I think he's. I think we keep it hundred percent. Yeah, Theo's gone off screen because you, you said that that you you disagree with his comment. <laughs> yeah, Dan, what's what's your opinion of Martial? Do you think keep him around? Um, I can see where Theo's coming from because he's definitely had inconsistent spells, mm. um, and you never really know what you're going to get from Martial. Mm. And I, I can see what he means as well about Rashford's form dipping because mm. I definitely think that Rashford tends to not play as well, nearly as well on the, the wing. But mm. I do think he's had a really good season this year, mm-hmm. not just in terms of his the, the goals that he's scored, like the number of goals, but the confidence in the way that he's taken them. Mm. Um, I think it, would, it wouldn't be a great idea to get rid of him whilst he's doing mm-hmm. his best work. Man yeah, United. Yeah, yeah. I think that we'll we'll go with uh, well, it's three against one there, and um, we'll we'll stick with Anthony Mar- Anthony Martial at Man United. But I do agree, if you can get a good fee for him, it's worth considering. It's obvious Marcus Rashford he's going to be staying uh, unless Man United get a stupid offer for him. But even then, I don't think they'd even consider uh, selling Marcus Rashford. Uh, I'll I'll talk him about a wee bit. Uh, we'll, obviously, uh, his rise out of the academy. Do you think he's going to be there for years to come? Uh, Dan, do you think Marcus Rashford will remain at United throughout his career? It depends how happy he is at the club, to be honest with you. I mm. think that it was kind of strange seeing him in the last game of the season. He just didn't really look like he wanted to be mm. there, to be honest with you. He looked quite, I don't know if it was fatigue or, or what it was, but he just didn't really look that good at all. I think we mm. would have been better with anyone else playing there in that position but mm. I mean that's only one game he has been yeah. fantastic over the years if a big offer came in um, maybe in a year or two mm-hmm. I, I would be tempted to sell him to be honest with you mm. but yeah. it would it would just depend on the future really I think he's he's definitely going to be there for the short term and yeah. see how he does mm-hmm. yeah definitely and Theo your, your, your opinions on on Rashford can he get even more goals for United in next season? Do you think he can kick on even more? Um, what, what's your opinion of him? I'd love to say so. Um, it's just, I just do not think he enjoys Bruno Fernandes being there. Mm. Um, I've been watching a few of the games and Bruno Fernandes likes to control the midfield and he, he's always talking and he's always kind of saying, here, play it, play it there, which I like. I really like mm-hmm. that. But before Fernandes was here, Rashford was the main man. Everything kind of went through Rashford. Rashford had more ex- uh, could be more expressive, but now all the play goes through Fernandez. So yeah. I think Fernandez needs to back off a little bit mm-hmm. and allow Rashford to be a bit more expressive and to be himself. Mm-hmm. Because you know I can't see Rashford going anywhere else other than Man United, and Man United owes Rashford a a lot of respect and a lot mm-hmm. of. Um, time and, and Rashford deserves to to be expressive because of what he's done for the club already yeah definitely definitely and uh, Luca do you think uh, that that's what all he needs to do then is to talk to Fernandez to try and work out or trying to work out a system that incorporates the best out of both Fernandez and uh, Marcus Rashford do you think he needs to try and figure something out there yeah I think so I think um, 
I think, as they were saying, everything used to go through Rashford. They used to take pens, free kicks. Uh, you know, everyone would. If if United got a free kick, uh, sort of in in the area, it would be oh Rashford's taking a free kick, and now it's oh Bruno. You know, Bruno's going to score. And I th- not the he always has to be in the spotlight, but I think Rashford did like being the sort of main man at United. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think just sort of making sure that they're on sort of a level level playing field and they both sort of get the same balls into them and balls out. I think that would be the best mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, well, we'll keep mostly keeping Marcus Rashford, but yeah, as we said, work out a system that incorporates the best out of both Bruno Fernandes um, and Marcus Rashford. Uh, talking about, uh, I'll go to Daniel straight for this one because it's his favourite player and Odie Nogalo. Um, Odie <laughs> Nogalo, um, how's he been getting on and what's your yeah. opinion of him? What, a, what an absolute legend, man. <laughs> no, I think, you know what? Everyone laughed when Nogalo got signed, including myself. You know, it was... It was kind of like, oh, really? You know, have we really gone that far? Mm, but yeah. to be honest with you, and obviously Agalo's not seen as a long-term mm-hmm. solution to the, the striker role, but in all honesty, sometimes you need that sort of big physical presence. And mm-hmm. he's, to be fair to me, he's had a, a couple of goals for the small amount of time he's had on the pitch. So mm-hmm, yeah. I think he's really proved his worth, to be honest with you. So yeah. Yeah, and and obviously as well that you see his his joy playing for the club, mm-hmm. um, that he used to support as a, a boy. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's he's he's definitely there for the right reasons as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think when when you had signed Odin Agallo, I was kind of confused because even though he did okay at Watford, he, did, he had a good spell at Watford. But when he went to the CSL, you thought, all oh, right, that's that's probably his career done, or he'll just stay out uh, in the CSL for. For his career and finish up there, but yeah, he's come back in and he's he's got his fitness levels up and he's showed that he's he's more than capable to be part of the squad and that uh, in all his squad and and contribute. Uh, I remember that them goals that he scored in the Europe was it the Champions? What was it again? Was it Champions League? You, Europe was, it, was it Europa League. Ah, you dropped out the Champions League and Europa League. He did, he did quite well. Um, scored a a number of goals was it a brace that he scored was it a hat-trick or a brace that he scored or something like that so yeah scored a good few goals there and has done well uh, for Man United all round uh, coming in from the CSL yeah but uh, I think uh, keeping him around I think that's probably the best thing to do uh, so yeah Odin you're going to be staying at United uh, probably just on the bench but another player on to talk about the now Mason Greenwood and I think uh, we're all kind of surprised about Mason Greenwood's rise that he's done really well but do you think that he's the future of Man United? Uh, Luca, what's your opinion on, on Mason Greenwood? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think not just the future of, of United, I think England as well. We've got, a, we've got some quality young players coming through. Mm-hmm. And I think if they sort of, if United sort of done what they did with Rashford for Greenwood, mm-hmm. um, and obviously he's starting at a much younger age, so he's getting more experience, I think he's going to be a quality, quality player. Mm, yeah, definitely. And uh, Theo, what's what's your opinion on Greenwood? Because I remember you were saying, uh, you you were hyping him up a wee bit when I was talking about Mar- when we were talking about uh, Martinelli when we were talking about Arsenal. Uh, you were saying that Greenwood's uh, a, t- a top a top player. Yeah, Green- Mason Greenwood's absolutely fantastic. More excited about his rise, as Lucas said, than Marcus Rashford, and that's mm. that's saying something. Greenwood's. Greenwood's frightening how good he is. The similarities to Robin Van Persie mm-hmm. um, cutting in on his left foot. And the fact that he's scored important goals this season as well has been a, a big thing. And people forget he's only 18. 
Mm. He keeps on getting better and better. And for me, he's turned himself into a player who, who can't even be dropped. Mm. Um, at the start of the season, I think Dan James was was the one who played in this position, but but not anymore. But as Luca quite rightly said, England have got some really, really good youngsters. I know we're not talking about England, but many people talk about Phil Foden. Mm. Um, and Phil Foden is incredible. There's no denying he's awesome. But Mason Greenwood is, in my opinion, not at the same level, but he's just a bit below and he's more than good enough to be playing for Man United. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, he's taking over Dan James's position on the right. Is he in the right wing he's playing on? So do you think that's the right position for him, uh, Dan? Uh, do you think that's the right position for Greenwood to play playing off the right? Or do you think he needs to play more centrally uh, for Man United? I think it's it's been good to have him at the right wing mm-hmm. uh, since the restart because Dan James, although I think Dan James has done fine this season, mm-hmm. he's not consistent enough and I think Mason Greenwood he, he does have that ability to just create something out of very little mm-hmm. some of his, his his goals this season have just been absolutely tremendous some of them so I think just getting him into the team in any which way that, that can work has been effective but you never know with the future he might be forced to play a bit more centrally which I think he will he'll do yeah. even better at Mm, definitely, definitely. Uh, that's the thing is, is how do you then incorporate a formation that works for that? Uh, that's the only problem is that if you want to play both Rashford and Greenwood up front, uh, how how do you incorporate that? But there's another player that I was I was going to just mention quickly. Um, is that's been mentioned in the headlines a lot is Jaden Sancho. Is he the right signing for for United to go on the right? Uh, side of midfield. Uh, Theo, what's your opinion on Sancho and do you think Man United should sign him? Uh, do you think that's the correct signer? Man, this is this is a tough question. I think if United can get him for a reasonable price, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want Jaden Sancho? Who doesn't want him? But again, I think if United buy Jaden Sancho, it ruins the development of Mason mm. Greenwood. It ruins the development of Rashford and how will he link up with Fernandez, for mm. example? For me, if I were Man United, I'd do the safer bet and get someone like Kingsley Coman on loan, which has mm. been said, because obviously Sancho Dortmund are in no rush to buy him. No one else really wants him, and he's mm. going to be cheaper next year. So mm. it may be worth just trying to call Dortmund's bluff on it, really, at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, definitely. I think... The numbers mentioned, obviously, is like closer to over a hundred million. So, if you're going to buy him, he's definitely going to start. So, yeah, as you said, it would affect uh, the, the the development of both Rashford and Greenwood. Sorry, I just wanted to add that you you bang on there. I would be, uh, I would want to question Sancho's um, the, the reasons why he would like to join Man United because I'm not a hundred percent sure he wants to be at Man United. I think a big reason is because he's got a point to prove to Man City mm. um, and he wants to kind of, and he thinks to himself, right, I'll go and join their rivals and, mm-hmm. and do something. I'm not 100% sure if he 100% wants to beat United mm-hmm. because he likes United, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to another player. I was going to say that instead of Sancho, though, is there any other players that could come into that front three uh, that could develop that team? Luca, have you got any suggestions on players that Man United should look at instead of Sancho? Maybe... Um, yeah, I think I think as as Theo said, they've been linked with Coleman, um, and and I think that's that's good from United for once. They're using their brain. If they can't get 
I think they offered 98 million or something like that for Sancho and it got rejected. And if they, they can't get him for that, then Kingsley Coleman on loan is... He's 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 more than more than good enough to to slot into that United front three. Mm, definitely. There's another player that I thought about um, might be slightly cheaper than Jadon Sancho is Lucas Acampos uh, from Sevilla, uh, the Argentine right winger. I think he's a, a decent player uh, and could could be looked at. He's got 17 goals this season for Sevilla and only three assists, so not many assists, but is a goal scorer. He's got two point shot six. Uh, 2.6 shots per match, uh, 80% uh, passing, successful passing percentage, uh, good dribble numbers at 2.7. So yeah, I, I do think he would be a possible target. His transfer mark value is 45 million. So you're probably talking over about probably about 50 to 55. So slightly cheaper than obviously this, the price tag that Jaden Sancho's at. But yeah, I, I think he might be a, a worthwhile sign-on. Uh, but Dan, do you think there's? Do you think Man United should go for Sancho? And is there anyone else that would, would you go for Coleman? Or, or would you look at maybe someone like a Campos, a cheaper option? Yeah, as you say, Sancho's been the main sort of, I think it'll be one of the biggest transfer sagas over this, this mm. well, it's not the summer window, but you know what I mean, the, the window. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with, with uh, Theo and Luca. If they can get him for a decent price, I think Sancho will be uh, an exciting prospect at United. Mm-hmm. And I do think that they can keep Mason Greenwood, Sancho, Marshall and Rashford and have enough rotation that to keep them all happy and mm-hmm. developing. Mm. But if they can't get him or they don't want to pay over mm-hmm. the odds for him, yeah. I agree. I think that getting someone like Kingsley Coleman on loan would be yeah. a fantastic bit of business. Yeah. And I, I thought as well, someone else that's got a sort of uncertain future, you've got William at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been excellent for Chelsea this season one of their best players mm. and I know he's getting on a bit older but if they could get him in for next to nothing or even nothing then that would be brilliant I think mm. it yeah. would uh, fill that void for for the meantime to see how you you figure out what you're doing with your the rest of your mm-hmm. attackers yeah definitely uh, you're 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 nodding your head there Theo do you agree with William do you think he would be a good signing as a temporary uh, short term signing do you think that would be yeah William's a, William's a really good good shout William would be good you just got to look for a player as Dan said he could fill the void mm-hmm. um, and William could do that just whilst I was just trying to rack my brain for, for players and I was thinking maybe Leon Bailey would be a shout I reckon you could probably mm-hmm. get him for after mm-hmm. a reasonably poor season this year maybe 20-25 mil mm-hmm. but I just think United are just best being cautious and trying to buy cheaper Mm-hmm. Yeah, cheaper options. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, that's 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 decent. Is there any other players that we would suggest in terms of? Do you think we should go for another? Do you think we should go for another striker? Do you think Man United need another striker? And maybe a target man? Uh, is there any suggestions out there from, from you guys? I think I, I think to be honest, um, I think they're I think they're sorted. But I think uh, the addition of the five subs will be helpful because they have got a lot of attacking options. So mm-hmm. if they do decide to bring in more more players, the being able to sort of take one off 60th minute and have the impact of this player they've brought in will help them mm-hmm. uh, help them a lot. That's fine. Yeah, no problem. But is there any other would would you suggest a target man, Dan? Would you go for another another striker um at United? It definitely wouldn't hurt, but mm-hmm. the question is who would you get? I don't think yeah. there's anyone that particularly stands out. Mm. I think was it Paul Merson today was mm. saying that United should go for Harry Kane, which is just so unrealistic. 
yeah. beyond belief. I mean, mm-hmm. he's how many how many millions is he going to cost you? Mm-hmm. And then is he even going to be fit enough to play the season? So I, I think that they could see how they got on with what they've got. Mm. Uh, Cavani's on a free, I think. Yeah, Edison Cavani, that might be oh, a good shout. Might be a good shout. Uh, I, I thought about uh, Arkadish Milik as well from uh, Napoli. Might be a good signing. He's He's got a lot of injury issues as well, but when he does play, he's putting in good performances at Napoli, so it might be worth a, a look at him. But yeah, anyway, that, that's that's a good point to leave off, I think. In terms of the team that we've got, uh, we're, we're, we're sticking with De Gea and goals. Wambasaka at right-back, uh, Maguire at centre-back, and then we're, we're Possible signing if we can get Koulibaly, we could get him if we've got the money, which I do think Man United do have. Uh, Koulibaly would be good signing, but Lindelof nonetheless would be decent. Uh, Alejandro Grimaldo at left back, so coming in would be a good signing. Paul Pogba and Milinkovic Savic at centre midfield with Bruno just in front of them. And then our front three, who are we finishing off with, boys? Who, who do you think will play right, right, right wing next season? Do you think it'll be Greenwood, William, um, or one of the other suggestions like Jaden Sancho who who do you think will be the starting right wing next season I think it will be Jaden Sancho I think it'll be Jaden Sancho Theo you do you think you agree with that do you think Sancho will be the main man next season I think I think you know it'll go all out to get Jaden Sancho mm, yeah and I look think, I think you, can, you can notice the devastation in my voice there yeah, you, you <laughs> devastated, devastated that it's, that it's going to happen. But he's a cl- class player, we've got to agree, that Jaden Sancho, I, I looked at his stats earlier, and his stats are unreal. I mean, uh, I think he's got 20 goals and 18 assists. Um, so he's not he's not just stealing all the goals. Uh, he's, he's definitely creating quite a lot. He's got 2.5 dribbles and 2.1 key passes. So, yeah, pretty decent. Yeah, but again, it's going to cost a, a, a decent chunk of money. But yeah, right wing Jaden Sancho. He's going to be at Man United. Uh, up front, or, or do you think Greenwood will get the run or do you think uh, it'll be Rashford that'll be the main man? It's got to be Rashford. Yeah. He'll yeah. play Martial up top. Play, or do you think Rashford will be on the left then? Yeah. And Martial up front? Right, that's fine. No problem. That's fine. We'll go with that then. So Rashford on the left and uh, Anthony Martial on the right. Um, so yeah, that's a good place to leave off. Well, that's a good pod, guys. I thank you for um, all participating and uh, your hard work um, and uh, giving your suggestions made my job much easier um, I want to say thanks to Dan obviously uh, for coming on and being our guest really good guest and we'll Cracking love to have, to have you Dan we'll love, to have, thank you. love to have you on another time um, on no, that's one been of excellent our pods. thank you for having me that's good good stuff anyway I'll, I'll wrap up the now but in terms of uh, other things don't forget to check us out on Instagram uh, the Emphatic Fanatics podcast where also you can listen to this on podbean.com or Spotify hopefully we'll get Twitter set up soon um, I'm going to leave that with you Theo um, the plan for get, this weekend mate that's the get, plan need to get that set up so hopefully you can get that <laughs> done for me boy <laughs> uh, get that done for us but uh, yeah uh, a few shout outs as well um, to the Football Mash um, I've been in contact with them Go and check out their football forum. Uh, so, yeah, good, got good content over there. So go and check them out. And also Supreme Footy as well. Also on Instagram. So go and check them out. Yeah. Anyway, it's been your host, Jordan. Um, and, yeah, we'll wrap up there. See you later, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.